if I never had to use email ever again in my entire life, I'd be cool with that. Me too. Yep. Same. Just person to person and postcards. <laughs> uh, carrier pigeon. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Humanely though. We're not, we're not about the inhumane carrier pigeon treatment. We stand. Oh, okay. That's a real problem. We, we stand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's make that a pigeons. position of this podcast. <laughs> fair treatment of carrier pigeons. <laughs> don't, then don't, you do not want to look at my Twitter history. So. Oh no. <laughs> the freelance dance a weekly conversation between three experienced freelancers who are navigating the ups and downs and the ins and outs of the freelance dance my name is jake knight joined by my co-hosts marty theory and brandon watts welcome to the freelance dance so you know what app i downloaded the other day Clubhouse. You don't download many, actually so i no <laughs> i don't i don't <laughs> i don't it was, yeah i don't have clubhouse on my my iphone anymore but it's so great, Marty. It's been. We no. talked about how great it was only several months ago. What happened? Why is it not great, Marty? What happened? Jake, tell us what happened to Clubhouse. What happened to Clubhouse? Turns out people don't like staying at home. And the Clubhouse is not a fun place to hang out when you can go anywhere other than the Clubhouse. Bingo. And I can put my headphones in and walk around and still be in Clubhouse. You could, but that? you don't care enough about the people you met there. That's just it. That's, That's the true. sad truth. The sad truth. So has anybody opened up Clubhouse lately? Because I haven't. Well, you do don't it to have laugh at it. Yeah. Yeah. He, he can't. He physically cannot. I'm curious what rooms are in, in there right now. Oh, boy. Dare I check? Let's see. This could be Brandon, dangerous. Tell us the, the top three. Top three rooms right now. Oh. Can you find? Oh, man. Perfect. Hot Wheels NFT Garage. First edition, one of a kind NFTs. So you want to talk about Hot Wheels NFTs? This is the top clubhouse room live on my app. For you, you know what's for me? How to grow, all caps, your audience, business, and brand via media and clubhouse. There's 94 people in the room right now. 24 are talking. Uh, yep. Media mastery. Hot Wheels NFTs. I don't know what in my behavior showed them would, I wanted yeah, why that. Would you get, why would you get that? I have no idea. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, I well, just now you got me Clubhouse scrolling. Is, yeah, Clubhouse is, is has a, is dying a slow death. I think we think you don't know. Tweet, Twitter's got that Spaces, right? Is that is it Spaces? Yep. And Spotify apparently there's a room actually in Clubhouse right now talking about Spotify's competition. I I haven't actually looked into this, but I saw something about it today. Um, yeah. So Spotify is a Clubhouse clone. What's the verdict? That's a hop in room on clubhouse right now, <laughs> but you can talk about music, I guess, apparently in Spotify, which could be interesting. I, I'm, I need to research that, but Hey, could be cool. You know what I wish Spotify would do if, if they're going to make me listen to the podcast on their app, like, don't let me, don't make me go there. Like, or try to find it like in 18 clicks, like just, well, as I mean, what I mean is on the Mac app, like, Put it in my playlist over there on the left side because mm-hmm. that thing is always open. So just put podcasts down there. Give me podcasts. Give me that. Give me that whole entire uh, menu. Podcasts, artists, and albums. Just put that in the left hand menu. Thanks. Be helpful. I can just get to podcasts right away and see what what my next app, what my next show is. 
you know, it's um, funny that you're talking about a feature request. I was, um, I've been using this service called OneSub for us or schedule once for um, people booking a demo. And inside the app, there was like a, do you want to try the beta? Are you interested in becoming a beta user? And I was like, obviously, Um, of course. course. So today I had a Zoom call with somebody from, I think, Norway and somebody who was in India, like a product developer and then a a, um, like marketing person, you know, and it was these two women that asked me a bunch of questions. And because my current role is SaaS B2B, like that was what they were looking for. And it was specifically about qualifying leads before they book a demo. So I don't want, not every, not every leads created equal, but here's the cool thing. Yes. They asked me for my, they showed me what they're working on and asked if I had any questions, mm-hmm. show me how it worked. And they're going to set up a demo, like a test one for me to use and try. And actually I'm going to put it on our landing page of, of one of our ad campaigns. And actually, so the way it works is, you know, you get a form and you fill out a form and there's like 30 fields. And you get to the bottom yeah. and then you hit submit and like one of them is required. And then you're like, you know what? I'm not filling this form out and you, you ditch it. Yep. So what this does is each, so you've got, you've got five questions, but each one is its own field and it doesn't show all the other five. So it's like email address next stores in the database, uh, you know, whatever. Then there's logic in that says like, you can do whatever you want. Like we do us and Canada only. So if you're a us and based in Canada, I could book a demo with you. But today I got a request from India, which I'm not going to follow up on because we don't serve international. Um, so that's not worth my time of booking a demo. So this can like logically divert people to different places based on their qualifications. So anyway, Spotify should do that to you. It should offer you to be a beta tester and then you can give them ideas. Have you heard of, have you heard of Typeform? Mm-hmm. I feel like I have. I was just so filling one out today it, w- that works the same way. It gives you one field at a time. Yep. Yeah. It, that just, it just reminded me of type form. Type form is an interesting way to do, to do forms period. Um, they're very expensive though. But, anyway. but that logic though is pretty, pretty that awesome. Logic, yes. Yeah. It is to be able to set up the path. Choose your own adventure. Go down. Yep. Forms. Yep. It's really cool. And, and I, I like it that you don't tell the person like, oh, you're not getting a one-on-one personalized demo because we don't think you're worth it. <laughs> I like that it doesn't mm-hmm. do that either. I like that that's all behind the scenes. They might get right. a form they fill out that that's how their contact information goes to that we can follow up as needed. So they're not using Typeform to do that. They're using their own technology, their own little software. They, yeah, right? they had a chat software that would go on a website that would like the chat bot pop up. So they're actually kind of marrying the two sort of booking widget with the chat widget of like a, like a, a happy medium. Um, but I'm interested cause I, I think and you can qualify any perspective, you know, do you want $1 or a hundred dollars? I have to same 30 minutes to determine I'm going to always pick the hundred dollars, you know, like the $1. No, thank you. Um, so anyway, I, I just thought you st- talked about wanting that on the software and this has happened a couple of times. I think Brandon, you got one too, a while back where a company actually had you like showed you a UI and yeah. like decision, feedback. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. oh, that's right. Decision. Yeah. But we, we detracted uh, Marty from what he was talking about. He downloaded see, yeah, the machine. Yeah. What, what exciting what technology it? has he discovered? Let's find out. Have you, have you guys heard of RSS? Hmm. Uh, <laughs> is it stand for really simple syndication? Bingo. Uh, Love it. I actually don't know what it stands for, but anyway, 
Um, no, yeah, that's what it's yeah, so he, he nailed it. <laughs> um, so I am tired of emails. I am. I'm really tired of emails. And so I basically unsubscribed from a ton of newsletters that I was getting. Because here's what I would do. I would I would sign up for a newsletter or or something that was interesting to me, specifically probably uh, JavaScript or design or something. And then I would get their newsletter and I, and I open up my email. But when you're in, e- when you're opening up your e- for me, mm-hmm. when I'm opening up my email, I'm in work mode. And then when I see somebody sending me something about something cool, that gets super distracting. And it's like, Oh, let me see what's going on over here. And before you know it, I've got 25 tabs open. I am on some kind of tutorial and guess what? I was supposed to respond to a client and I didn't what in the world. So that's real. That's real, that, man. And it's super real. Yeah. It's super. It happens all the time, people. Anyway, especially remotes. You know it. You do it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So what I decided was, okay, I need to uh, figure out a way to, to not make this, to, not, to be able to not see the email until I want to see the email. And my first idea was, let me create a filter and, put the, and, and basically filter those newsletters into a folder. And I can go to that folder later. later and read those emails, but who, who in the world is going to that folder later ever? You're not. Okay. Nope. I'm not. <laughs> I'm no not one's either. ever going to. So like, I'll go, I actually was like, all right, let me go to my newsletter slash. And I would try to organize it, you know, by the, by the person or the, in the uh, website. And I would go and I would look in the website, 30 emails, never read once, you know? And it's like, all right, this is dumb. This is dumb. This is all good content. Like, this is all good content. This is all content that I'm, I'm probably interested in, but I don't want it to, I don't want to, to distract me while I'm trying to get stuff done. So I unsubscribed from all of them. <laughs> just went so through one at a time from all of them. Just want to need to use a yes. service. You just was like, no, there's other, ser- yes. Yeah, I don't okay. want to set up for another service. That's going to send me another email. <laughs> <laughs> the plot thickens. Yeah. Come on. Okay. So I just went in and I was like, all right, I need to fix this. I cleaned, I cleaned up a little bit. So I, but here's what I did instead of just unsubscribing, I went to the person's website that I was following or that I was getting a newsletter from. And I saw if they have, or tried to find a uh, RSS feed. So either they have an RSS link or it's hidden somewhere or their slash feed. Or if you look in the, in the, in the source code, you can see they're using Atom or something else to, to uh, manage their RSS. And so I was like, well, I'm going to need an RSS reader. So that way I can go and have a feed somewhere. And so what did I buy? I spent like, don't tell Melissa, I spent something. I spent, <laughs> it wasn't cheap. It wasn't, it wasn't extremely expensive, but it wasn't cheap. It was, it was like, I think 30 bucks when I was done for, for a year or a month. Apps. I think it's a one and done. I think you okay. buy it once. Okay. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but anyway, I bought the, the app called reader R E E D E R and went in and just started subscribing to all the peoples. So, um, I enjoy it because now when somebody comes up with a new blog post, I automatically get it and it shows in my feed and it's, it's easily consumable. So instead of seeing like all 30 of those emails, I just, you know, like macwright.com. I like what he writes. It's one email and he, or it's one, um, 
but it turns it into like an article in your phone yeah. that you can scroll through and read without distraction. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And it's in reader mode too. So like you don't get the ads or you don't get the, all the other baloney, but anyway, reader R E E D E R worth it. I got on the Mac and on iOS. I just, I was just, that's, that is not my thing I like. And I started that off, but it was just kind of like a, a, a new way of, of consuming content for me is I'm getting back to, cause we all had RSS readers back in the day. Oh right? yeah. I mean, for a little, for at least for a little while I did, but somehow I just lost track of all that. And anyway, I'm back on it. I still do. I, I, I use an open source one, which I, I, there's a lot of options. I was just looking at my phone. There's Feedly, which I've used in the past, which is pretty good. Flipboard, which isn't a traditional RSS reader, but I like its magazine view. Like you can say tech business and it just gives you a feed of news. I like that too. But I just use Vienna, which I don't even know if they still make this, but it is nice to have like the top 20 publications you most respect. And at any moment I can just open this up and view it without ads and you just view right. the content. Yeah. That's what you want. So it never went away for me, but I think a lot of people did leave it because they got consumed with these social apps and stuff. And you know, here we are, we're back at the beginning. I, I think there's a valuable lesson too, actually. Um, a have good content folks. Like if you have good content, this is what I think is kind of an ironic, not the right word, but you love their content so much. You unsubscribed from it bought a service and then resubscribe to it in a different way. Like that's a lot of work yeah. for that content and the money didn't go to the people that are making the content. It went to this third party company. So there's a good business idea, right? Anyway, I good content, but it just, it's interesting to me, the marketer in me died a little bit in that entire conversation because you're unsubscribing and blocking ads and, but I'm used to yeah. that from you. So well, it's fine. I know. And that's the other thing too. It's like, well, I want, if I'm somebody who's creating content, I would like somebody to sign up for my newsletter because I want to be able to see if they're actually reading that they're going to click on stuff. If they're going to buy something from me, um, you know, I want to be able to, to, to measure all of that information. Um, from, you know, if I'm selling something, but if I'm just writing to write and that's what I'm most interested in from a, from a consumer consuming content, specifically. Um, I don't really, I'm not here to buy something from you. I don't, I'm not going to go subscribe to, you know, a, uh, what, what's a popular, um, complex or, um, some of these super pop hype beasts, some of these super popular blogs that have like all this, uh, all, all, all these like lists of things that you should buy or, or, or need. I'm not, I'm not going to sign up for that stuff. That's either in my email or in my RSS because that's a waste. It's going to be a waste of time. But anyway, it, in this, it's actually kind of interesting hearing that because Apple just announced with their Safari privacy that they're going to get rid of mm -hmm. like tracking that mail, you know, email newsletter providers do um, in Mac desktop. I don't know how much of a percentage that has in like the B2B space. I imagine there's still probably a lot of windows based machines in that space. But it is a step in that direction where marketers are going to have limited. They're not going to know that information. Um, so it's interesting the way that you're kind of work around right now. It does affect them. Yeah. But you're still getting the content. You, you're, you would still be a valuable consumer from the brand's perspective. When I'm in the mode, when I'm in the shopping mode. Yeah, probably. Maybe. We'll see. 
Yeah. Are you, what kind of, what kind of email apps are you guys using? What, what email app are you using? <laughs> you just go to Gmail. Oh yeah. I just use it. Well, I use the different browsers for different email stuff. So, um, yeah, I am. You don't, you don't combine all, all your emails. No, it's one app. No, I, it's terrifying to me. I like them all separate, <laughs> all separate. I know I'm, what I'm just going to as basic as can be Mac OS mail, iOS mail. That's it. I've used, I've used some of the oh. other ones in the past. Like what's, uh, uh, I can't remember all the ones that, that are out there that, have, you know, spark spark. That's spark. the one I was there's thinking of spark. And there's yeah, another I one. I've tried all one. of those. I've tried all of those. I just always go back to basic. I like email being very basic. I don't like all the productivity features built in and extra toolbars and, you know, assigning messages to a team. That's of no interest to me. I just want to have like a window of a message and a window of a list of messages. And that mail is kind of very stupid in that sense. It's very basic, but that's actually the way I want to view email. I don't want to have anything else besides the message and, you know, a toolbar. That's it. I, yeah, I guess we use we all use mail a little bit differently. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. Because here's why I enjoy using Spark personally, um, because of those features that Brandon hates. Yeah, <laughs> the productivity <laughs> features. Um, so what I usually do is is if there's an email that's that's a task, I'll just right click and send to things, um, and mm. then and then archive that email. And so now I don't have to go. I don't, that email is out of my inbox into a folder. Here's the other thing. Spark does a really good job of remembering what folder I just, I put this email, put a, a contact in. So they help me. It helps me organize. Um, mail does it, does it okay job. I think, I think mail does an okay job, but they don't have to send the things. So that was yeah. an important th- feature for me. But anyway, um, I, I, extre- I, I like to be organized with my email. Like everybody has a folder. Every receipt has a folder. Um, and I like to have inbox zero. Um, but yeah, spark help. I think spark helps me with those, those specific ones, but for whatever reason, I'm still also using, I have multiple email addresses for different, uh, activities, activities, roles or whatever. And so I like you, I can only use mail for one, for one app. So I have mail in there as well. It's like, okay, I gotta use that there. And then, um, if for whatever reason I have the Gmail app on my phone, that I will sometimes use and I don't know why, but it just, it feels less clunky, like less, it's just easy to use for whatever reason. But anyway. yeah, it's interesting. You I'm just say, curious. Yeah. That, that, uh, because I think how you view email and like what that is. So for you, it sounds like that's part of your task management system. Like you get a request comes into yeah. that and oh, yeah. that goes up to there. So I've been using, um, in my new role, we, we use Trello for task management. So mm-hmm. I don't get emails of any work requests. They're all outside customers oh, coming in so nice. or like potential customers <laughs> or things like that. So, and then we have Slack for internal communication. So there's no, I don't yep. get emails unless they're forwarded about a topic that I, you know, care about. So I like email to be like that. I've also worked where client requests come in and then I've, you know, I had to forward to Asana. Like that was my management thing that would send it over there and create a task. So I think Email is like, it's been around forever and it's still super basic and everybody kind of uses it a little bit different, but I don't know if I never had to use email ever again in my entire life, I'd be cool with that. Me too. Yeah. Just person to person and postcards. Uh, carrier pigeon. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. 
humanely though. We're not we're not about the inhumane carrier pigeon treatment. We stand. Oh, okay. That's a real problem. We we stand. Yeah. Let's make that a position of this podcast. (laughs) Fair treatment of carrier pigeons. Then don't you do not want to look at my Twitter history. Oh no. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, too too soon. Um well I know one of the things we all of us have been employed for self-employed or or you know however we want to look at it for quite a while. So we're not newbies in the in the space. But I, I do think there is something to be said about having a solid foundation for like the work that we do. Like we're talking about a lot of like tasks and things and methods that we've developed over, you know, potentially decades of like how this system works for us. But you couldn't have made that decision, you know, year one, this is how you're going to use this tool or the system. It takes time for that. So how do you guys like, did you actively try to create the foundation for your your business or like your position or is that something that evolved over time just what are your what are your thoughts on that i'm curious yeah i mean it's it's evolving constantly i mean even more so now i just relaunched my business sort of to offer more services after having productized exclusively so the foundation has changed a lot um what i am getting more into is having very simple systems because my work is changing quite a bit. Like, for instance, I'm getting really good results just posting little things on LinkedIn and good results for me. Like I'm not getting hundreds of likes and shares, but when I post an observation or something about work, I'm getting a good, reliable group of people across industries liking it, looking at my profile. I'm starting to get more communication on LinkedIn. I just closed a client that was completely through LinkedIn and she actually commented like she likes seeing that I was building the business in public, which I haven't even, I've only done 5% huh. of that. I've only done 5% of what I should have done with that. But from her perspective, she was seeing that. So that was helpful feedback, but um, I'm trying to build that as a foundation. Like if I can a few times a week, post an interesting observation on LinkedIn about PR or business or things I'm seeing um, it, it's opening doors that I didn't quite expect. And, you know, we know that these things are powerful, but I'm trying to make that a a system now, like a foundation, like a sales system, instead of going out and chasing people with slides, you know, I'm trying to actually commit to this regular social media posting thing that I've avoided for so long. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the new foundation for me. It's changed, but I think it's working and I'm okay with it. That's cool. So that ability to adjust the foundation based on what you're seeing. So in the actual building analogy of that, you can't do that. You know, once you put a foundation in, you're kind of stuck, but I do think you're right as a freelancer or as, as a entrepreneur, you know, someone who works in a company, but has the freedom of the entrepreneur. um, You can reinvent that, right? You can redo that foundation, pick it up, take the parts that don't work, you know, make it stronger. There's, Um, there's another key piece about this that I will mention, like, doing the actual client work that has changed too. That's a different foundation. I've kind of blown that up and reconstructed it, but there is this, there is a sales cycle in my foundation that I want to redo and I am redoing, which is, and, and all of you guys know how this works when you're pitching a client, you talk to them and then you eventually you get, you have like a kind of get to know you for five, 10 minutes. And then you start talking about yourself and your slides and capabilities and who you've worked with. I have felt, 
that being more awkward than it's ever felt before. Like, I just feel like ah, I'm forcing this too much. So what I'm trying to make a new part of my new business foundation is I'm going to pitch companies, the same companies I'm interested in, but I'm just going to offer a 30 minute strategy session. And, you know, this is a terminology that people use, like a 30 minute audit call and all that kind of stuff, discovery call. But what I want to try that I've never done before is just pitch a strategy session with absolutely no talk of myself, no talk of what I do, how much it costs, who I've done it for, literally make it all about them. So they get a feel of how you are and what you work, how you work, and then follow up with them on email at the end and just say, enjoyed the conversation. Let's stay connected. That's it. Like I'm actually doing the anti-sales route and I'm really interested in this concept now. And um, so that's kind of that's a new foundation for me, too. I, I want to try to. And that goes along with social media. I'm not selling myself. I'm posting observations. I'm building in public, whatever the term is. That is what I want so my the, new foundation to be. What do you think the, the client or your, your potential client benefits from when you do it that way? I'm not selling them anything. I mean, I, I love these discovery calls. That's the best part of the conversation is the first 10, 15 minutes where we throw around ideas. And then I'm like, well, let's talk about hiring me. Let's not talk about mm-hmm. hiring me. Any, any conversation with a friendly person, they're going to naturally ask you anyways. So, you know, what, what is it that you do and stuff? But I'm so if, if it progresses that way naturally, then- the other thing is I'm not going to sign a client from one conversation. I'm going to have to have multiple conversations. So the idea is mm-hmm. give them all the value up front in that 30 minute call. Do not talk about yourself. Do not pitch your services. Just have a very helpful strategy session. And then if they want to hire you, you're going to have to have a second call anyways. And most nice people are going to be so impressed that you didn't give them a sales pitch that it was literally expert advice for 30 minutes. I, I, that's, that's something I'm very interested in right now. Um, I may not have to pursue getting clients here shortly. Hopefully it looks like I might get booked up hopefully, but if, when I, if, and when I do, that's the strategy I want to take. So my whole foundation after doing sales for nine months is anti-sales. I think doing a sales approach has, (laughs) has actually hurt me. Give them tons of value. Don't ask for anything. Nice people will find their way to you. They'll be impressed. That's, that's what I want my foundation to be now moving forward. Uh, well, cause I just, I mean, like, I'm curious how the, cause, uh, or, or the, the overall, like, how does somebody say, okay, we know lots where we went to your website. All right. We're going to call you now. How are you not going to sell me something on this call? Exactly. Like what, well, like what, how, what's the, I mean, what's the, like the, the, the super high, high level, outline of that conversation, I guess. Yeah. So if you, if, if they contact me through the website, then they're kind of asking for a capabilities presentation. Okay. Yeah. I'm talking about direct yeah. outreach. Like I've done in my past, which is building my own list, who I'm interested in going after okay. them one by one in the initial email. You just say, I want to have a 30 minute conversation. You know, this is what I do. I love it. I love helping companies, you know, overcome their challenges. And when you don't pitch them anything at the end, it opens a door like it really does. If you're if you're not selling them anything, I just think the reaction and I'm, I'm doing this based off. It's of, risky. I think it's risky. I, I don't risky. not for me. I don't think it is for okay. me because okay. think about being on the receiving end of that call. Can you imagine having a, a brainstorming session like that if they get value out of it and you're just like, OK, yeah, just stay in touch. Let me know if you need anything. This is the whole thing that people are doing on social media. And I'm going to get yeah. to it. In my pick. This is all related 
but you don't even know what a lot of these influencers, who they work for anymore. If you want to know, guess what? You can click wattsware.com in my email signature. And most of them are going to because I'm like, what is this guy doing? Oh, he does this. Okay. You know, and I'm also pre-qualifying you- people because they won't have a call with me unless they have a problem they need to solve versus me trying to sell them, you know, a set mm. of services. Right. Do you think this is where, um, in addition to that idea, maybe something like a blog would be helpful to, I don't know. Oh yeah. I mean, I should have been doing that I, for a long time. I'm going to try to do it on social media. Now, what I want to do is okay. test content on social media and whatever seems to get engagement, do a longer article for a publication. That's what I'm, that's my approach now. I'm going to use social media as a test test audience and then build on the topics that get response in larger form. I don't know. I see like this conversation with you, with, with us right now, to me, I'm just used to people trying to drive traffic back to their, to their website. And you're like, ah, don't worry about the website. Yep. That's, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I know, I know it sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you the whole concept. It doesn't sound crazy. It's just the whole concept now. Yeah. Idea. People are going to figure out who you are either way you're, you're going to mm-hmm. versus me saying, go look at this and check out my services. If you have a v- totally valuable conversation, you're going to click that link and look anyways. So I'm, I'm doing sales by not doing sales. I, I'm not saying this is the best idea in the world and, but I want to try it because I'm seeing that when I don't talk about my business on social media, LinkedIn, I'm getting engagement. I'm getting people looking. It's when I talk about it, that it starts to go down. And that's typical. We no one wants to hear a sales pitch from anyone. See, um, but the, so this is where because I'm what what you're saying is essentially spec work, right? You're you're doing work for them for free in the hopes that eventually they will hire you. It, it's some form. I don't, right? know, I don't know if it's it's not even really spec is work. It spec work. It's a dis, it's a discovery call that's not a discovery call. It's what is your challenge right now in getting press? Um, what have you done? What worked? What didn't? And it's it's a conversation about that. And that's all we talk about. And hopefully it shows them enough about your line of thinking, the way you work, that when they do need someone, either it's that moment or later, they're going to follow up with you. Okay, help me out here. I, <laughs> I know you're skeptical, I'm just, I'm, Jake, I'm, I'm, but I'm, I love I'm, it. Well, well, because I, I believe in the process um, from like, I've had one-on-one sales demos for software. And I believe in kind of what you're talking about in that setting. But I'm, I'm curious... So I'm, I'm a company. I'm like, man, our PR is, we're just not getting enough coverage. I'm Googling. I come across your information. Or maybe I see you on LinkedIn. Like, who's this guy? Like, oh, he's got a free 30 minute discovery call. We hop on. You start asking me questions about, Hey, we've tried this. This hasn't worked. Okay. This hasn't worked. Oh, this did work. Um, these are markets and you just go, cool. Nice talking. See ya. Is that, so as a company, I'm like, well, they just found out all my information, but now I don't, like, what do I do now? Like, it's it's kind of it, like a brainstorming session. It's it's the, I, I've you been know what I think it is I've been studying this more. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Marty. Yeah. I, what I think it is. So. <clears throat> here's the thing about Donald Miller. The dude's a genius. OK. <laughs> <laughs> and Sir Donald Miller is back again. <laughs> We've invoked well, him because it's the whole idea of being a guide being a resource for your company. Yes. You're not necessarily, uh, what's that movie? Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, ABC always be closing, right? It's, you're almost like you're helping 
you're not closing, you're helping. You're getting, you're, you're essentially like, Hey, this is, this is what will help your company. This, and if, if you, if you decide to go with me, cool, I can do, I can, I can guide you that way. Okay. But I'm not, I don't, I don't care if you go with me or not. So you're giving them um, actionable advice. Yes. It's a ah, way for them to the test out, okay. test out the way the relationship would work. Right. Because they've, there's a billion agencies. They got to know how you think, what your approach is. And naturally, if they like it, they're going to have another call. They're going to reach out. They're going to check out your website. If they're not interested and you said stuff they've heard before, then it was 30 minutes and we got to know each other. But that is my favorite part of these calls anyways, is just that conversation. I've been feeling more and more awkward about, okay, do you mind if I show you some slides now? And it's, they know what I do. It's not hidden, but let's not talk about it. Let's talk about it when you're ready. It's something I want to try. Um, I, I think I, you should I love trying. I, I wanna, you couldn't I do it with this. every business, but with the consulting business where it's knowledge sharing and, you know, strategy, why not just give them 30 minutes of strategy and not ask for anything and show them you're the guy be confident, be confident you. enough that you're good enough that you don't need to sell them. I love that. I yeah. love that power move and, and show and actually blowing their minds when you literally don't say anything about yourself. Just say, great talking to you. Hope that helps. Um, let's stay connected. And that's all you do. I love it. I'd be that, blown away if I was on the receiving end of a call like that. So something to that effect, um, how I have my current role at my current work position is I currently, 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 um, is that the, the approach I took for our initial call? Like, tell me what you guys have tried. I mean, I exact, I didn't say like, you need to hire me at all. Um, cause you're, cause you're right. The person was looking to see, do my values map to their values? Do, do I know what I'm talking about? Cause they, they've got some experience. So they, they kind of know a little bit, you know, they know their industry can, can that map. But here's the other thing that I encouraged one of the salespeople to their, their little byline and their, you know, email signature is their, um, an expert scheduling consultant. They're not. They're not a salesperson. They're not the best world's best marketer. They're like a scheduling expert. Like they're yeah. going to come and help you with the, with the schedule. Um, Very good. Yeah. That even works for product demos too. If I come in and show you all the features, but your problem is like this one problem, you don't care about the 99 other features. Does it do this? And if it does it, guess what? I'll buy it. If you can solve that problem for me, I'll buy it. Don't even show me the other 99. So yep. yeah, you're right. Okay. I, now that I know you're giving them something, I feel way more comfortable than just like a discovery where you're just asking for their information. Oh like no, a it's a like brainstorming a session. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. I want to try it. Let's see what happens. I'm going to do it. I'll let you guys know. I've tried a lot of things. I've sent vidyards. I've done all sorts of stuff, all to varying levels of success, but Hey, new foundation. So after I okay. monopolize that it. conversation, what about you guys in foundation? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I like it. No, my, my, my foundation has changed just a little bit. Just, uh, I mean, I keep talking about story branding and clarifying your message. Um, that's now the go-to for anything that I'm building. So, um, it's essentially, I mean, that chain, you know, this year, that's basically how I've onboarded all, all of my clients, this, uh, with their news, their new sites. It's like, Hey, here's the map. Here's, here's where, we're, here's what we're going around. Um, do I, <laughs> I, I, I feel like, you know, 
it gets their brain going. Um, it's a different way of, of doing things. Um, you know, it's just, it's just a smarter way to build websites period. So, um, and it's messaging for everything. Yeah. Yeah, And it's messaging for everything. That is a great foundation for all of our businesses, but for Marty with a website design, I mean, come on, Mm -hmm. that, that dude has given you the foundation. Just, just build on top of it. And that's the thing too. It's like anytime that you can find a template for anything, um, that's going to help your business. Go ahead and do it. Just go ahead and do it. Don't stop trying to rebuild everything, trying to reinvent the wheel. Uh, if you found something that you, that works, go with it and it'll work. And then that, then you can focus in on the work. You can focus in on yep. building things instead of redefining your process or redef- or trying to refine things over and over again. That that's been it. Well, I think a, that's great advice. Um, that's been kind of one of the things that's been interesting when you're a solopreneur for a long time, or you, you kind of like, you are the, the buck stops with you. Um, it's a different mindset than when you have other people on the team that are also working like in tandem. Um, cause I've seen even in some small teams, that's why I like that, um, that, uh, that bunch app that, uh, that has that team stuff on it. It's kind of a cool, cool. Cause it, talks about some things that I've not had to experience before. So I kind of like that, but, um, but in that team setting, you can have where instead of working, you have everybody get together to talk about the work that needs to get done or how to do it or to document how to do it. And while that is important to some extent, like physically doing the work and just going, you know what, that's great. We've talked about it enough. There's a process for this. We know that let's just, you know, make a decision and we'll figure out what, if it's right or wrong later you know, instead of doing that. So that's my new foundation is just literally get traction on the ground and then chipping away at the progress. And if if there's a detour to have a conversation about something, make it the shortest possible detour that you can, that gets the other people, you know, gets everybody back on the road going forward. So uh, that's kind of new for, for me from the foundation aspect of uh, working with a group, but I guess you can always make an adjustment, right? Yeah, all three of us have this year even. So there you go. There you go. Well, I think it is time for our freelance dance picks of the week. And I think I already did mine. I was my <laughs> reader. <laughs> reader. Reader. Can, no, can we just like not, insert that the... footage here? Yeah. Okay, no. Yeah. Hold for edit. You got another one. <laughs> Hold for edit. I got another one. Yeah, go for I got it, Marty. One, but, um, <clears throat> so I, do you guys know what Git is? Yes, sir. Si, senor. Yes. Uh, so what Git, and if you don't know what Git is, Git is basically version control, uh, especially for when you want to build software. Um, it's a way to make sure that, um, you can see the history of all the things that you've done. And every time you make a couple changes, you will quote unquote commit that change. And that leaves, that makes a, like a, a ledger or, or keeps a, keeps a history of, of what you've done. And so you can go back and look through that history at any given point. Well, I have this app that I love that I use daily. Um, that I bought that's called tower or it's get hyphen tower.com. Um, the way that you can, you know, there's software there. Your, your built-in editors have Git 
version control. Um, you can use Git in the command line and learn all the all the uh, commands that you need for Git. But with Tower, you can actually see everything that's happening um, in real time, and you can and you can do um, all your commits through through Git. And especially if you're a beginner, this is super helpful to see everything that's going on with your code. With the, if you're building software with with uh, with other people, you can see their code. Um, you can see the comments that they've made. Um, not necessarily not saying that you can't do that in, in other apps or in the command line, but this is just a nice GUI interface for that. Um, but Git Tower is an awesome Git uh, Git app. I recommend it highly. If you haven't seen it, um, it's for Mac and Windows. Um, you can do it, get it for free to demo it. And then it's not sure what the price is, but I don't think it's that cheap, but there's a free trial. Check it out. Gittower.com, git-tower.com. Um, you can also, I mean, if you're a designer, you can, you can use, um, this thing called LF, LFS. I think it's called, yeah, LFS, large file format or large file something whatever LFS means, <laughs> uh, you can, you can commit PSDs, uh, bigger files, illustrator files, if you want to. So instead of doing, you know, uh, file name dot V one, V two, V three, you can just, Oh, put but it that's into my a, favorite thing to go V one point one point one. Yeah. Point yeah. One. yeah. Okay. Final. I underscore final. <laughs> Real final. Final, final, <laughs> final, 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 all caps. Oh, uh, that's good. That's a good, uh, so that gets the theory star of approval. Yes, definitely. Okay. All right. Well, and you are, I wouldn't say picky is the right word. You're a connoisseur of good apps. That's what I would call you. So yes. that means. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I've got a couple apps installed on my machine. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just a few. All right. Just, just a few. Um, but clubhouse is not one of them. So, uh, no, mm. noted clubhouse <laughs> is not one of them. No. Uh, and here's, Oh, I will say this though. Tower tower is not a replacement for your command line or a replacement for the, some of these other apps. I think you can use it in tandem with, and I do it all the time. You know, if you're really, if you're making a really quick commit, I use the command line cause it's super easy. But when I want to look at the history for the entire code base, or if I want to do a bunch of stuff or a lot of different, you know, maybe I want to branch stuff or stash stuff or, or whatever tower is really helpful with that. So I look at Git kind of like if all of us are building like a Lego, uh, like palace and I wanted to work on like the moat, I might pull that over to another area, the moat, but you guys could still keep building the towers and I could yes. just bring the moat back later and put that Great. in and it doesn't Great. go. So that's yeah, my, that's, that's exactly good. That's good illustration. My, I love that. Um, all right. And I wear tower in there too. Did you see that? I know. I was really it. impressed. I wasn't going to call attention to it. I was going to let it be subtle, but that's all right. No, I, I wanted to call attention to it. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We caught it. That's okay. Thank you for letting me do that and not stealing my thunder. Um, Brandon, what do you got? All right. What do you got? So I guess kind of in line, I wasn't even planning on talking about that whole like new sales process thing, but it is a foundation thing, but part of it is influenced by a lot of things that I'm tracking, but it's really influenced now by Twitter threads. Now, ooh, Twitter ooh. threads have been around for a while and people have been using them to affect, but there is a series of people that are going all in on valuable Twitter threads and it's been fun to watch. I mean, 
go ahead. Can you describe it? Just describe what do you mean by Twitter, Twitter threads? Yeah. So for instance, um, here are the 20 best writing frameworks that are used by the most popular authors. And it's like a series one through 20 and it links to a page with more information, summarizes it. Key takeaway. Twitter forces you to be concise, of course, as we know. I mean, you can write longer tweets than you used to be able to, but still, it's still very concise material. And so you get a ton of value out of these things. And there are a bunch of people doing this well, but I'm going to point to one in particular, which, hey, spoiler alert, goes back to a previous pick. Ironically, it's the CMO of copy.ai. Um, oh. It's his Twitter account is Hey Blake. And what's incredible about this is that if you didn't go to his bio and look at his like the header image, you would never know that this guy works for copy.ai. He doesn't talk about them. He doesn't do anything. All he does is add value. And he's built up tens of thousands of followers very fast. It's some of the best marketing threads, writing threads, growth threads, product building threads, you know, call to action example, best top 100 landing pages. And here's why they work. I mean, the value in this stuff is just outrageous and it takes a lot of his time. But there's a lot of people that have been inspired by him and people like him. And they're starting to do this, too. So everyone has an industry they're in and they're doing like if you're a freelance writer, you're doing writing threads, a designer, designer threads. You know, here are the top 10 frameworks, you know, that kind of thing, Marty. And I know you see this on the people you follow, but I'm calling oh, I've out got one. I've got an awesome one, too. Yeah, I'm calling out Go threads ahead. in particular because I'm getting way more value from these than I ever have before. And hey, Blake, um, from uh from copy.ai, Blake Amal, I guess is how you say his last name. Just follow this guy in general. If you're interested in audience building, growth, writing, product, he does some of the best and he points you to the best resources. And I learn more in some of his threads than I learn, you know, spending hours watching a tutorial or Googling. It's just great stuff. And it's it gets me excited about social media in the right way because he's not self-promotional. Again, this guy you wouldn't know who he works for because he's just giving you value. And you know, copy.ai is getting people interested because of how good he's doing. This brings me back to that sales approach. He is not selling anything. He's showing he knows what he's talking about and it it sparks your mind, gets you interested. So Twitter threads, if you're on Twitter, find some good thread creators and learn in bite-sized nuggets each day. I've got one. Great. Um. Google Steve Sugar design tips. He's this guy behind uh, this cool book called Refactoring UI and Tailwind CSS. Um, since 2018, he has been posting these uh, ridiculously good, just simple, simple, easy design tips. And uh, <laughs> I mean, like, Here's how the, here's the right way to do it. Here's the wrong way to do it. Get creative with your table design. Table cells contain more than some simple unstyled text. Here are a few ways to make tables look more interesting. Little stuff like that for designers is, is insanely valuable. Yes. Um, this guy does great, great work. He's a great designer, but the fact that he went and just like since 2018, you can still use this stuff today. And he's got little, he, this is why this works and this is why that works and why this is better than the other than this other design or this other way of doing things, the old way of doing things and any versus the new way of doing things. Um, again, great pick Brandon. It's Twitter threads, a Twitter thread like that. That's like, I mean, that's something you'd bookmark 
for if you're a designer all day and long, just go back and like go through that thing. So I just opened up Twitter, followed Hey Blake, and liked and saved a thread that I instantly tomorrow am going to put to use in my some of my work. So thank you, you for that. Freak out, this guy. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. You you're know, welcome. I do what I can. Um, but this guy, yeah. this guy, you will love this guy. And he's just a resource. Okay. He's a guide. He's he's talking about things in his industry, and he became a name a name brand in a way out of nowhere because he's producing all this valuable content. So I respect his approach. I love it. I love that he never talks about his company. I mean, so good. But I obviously looked at who he's who he works with because I was fascinated by what he did. So there's the strategy. Okay. Okay. I love his simple creative wins. <laughs> we are looking for a graphic designer and MS Paint, and it's on the side of somebody's building. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is good. That was back on uh, June fifteenth. That was that's a great tweet right there. Well, that, that is good. I've actually, I've seen several threads and I actually have, I went and checked them. my saved. I've got, uh, at least another one saved. Um, but again, my forever struggle is remembering to go back and look, but I feel, feel confident about this that I'm going to go back and look at that. Um, that's a great pick. So I'm going to share mine is also a software tool. Um, and one that I haven't ever had to use and I've thought about it. Um, there's a lot of CRMs out there or customer relationship managers or management. Um, but in my new role, we're using HubSpot. Now HubSpot would like you to sign up for their $64 a month plan, um, build yearly, of course, um, or their $100 a month plan, you know, whatever. But I'm using the free version. This is free. Mm. Um, inside the free version, we have uh, 130,000 companies that are inside of this database. Uh, 90 some thousand contacts in the industry. Um, and we track all of our deals. There's like a deal pipeline, like someone's a lead or they request a demo. They see the demo. They didn't show up for the demo, express interest after the demo. We've got a whole process free, all free. Um, wow. The ability to track conversations because I've never in a previous job had to track like 40, 50, 70, 80 different conversations with companies and like, who am I emailing? Who is this person? It's all tracked. Every email, it's connected to the app on my phone, uh, the Android phone, just for, you know, so we, full disclosure. We just lost make some a listeners. Call, <laughs> I know. <laughs> or we gained, we gained some. Yeah. They're, uh, they're just got fresh off a of clubhouse. Um, so... But anyway, but it tracks the phone call tracks, the email tracks, all the stuff. And then if I have to pass that along to somebody else, I just make them the owner of the contact. And guess what? They don't have the complete history. It's a game changer and it's free. I just keep saying they would like me to buy. I've received several emails encouraging me to book a demo call with them to see how they can solve or answer my questions. Um, but I'm not going to do it. Uh, so that's my pick. <laughs> that's nice that they don't uh, have like a limit on contacts or, or there are some or anything like that. Yeah. I think what it, um, they have a wide open, there's the freemium version essentially lets you do a lot of the like unlimited stuff on that contacts or company side of things. But the moment you try to get into like any marketing automation, that's the paid tier. Mm, and then once you hit the paid you tier, go. you're now limited to like 5,000 active contacts. Um, oh, so then they got you. Yeah. It's an interesting approach. Um, but yeah, for as far as tracking, 
if you, if you, the value if you, for you, yes, for you yeah. is not there yet. No. And yeah. I contemplated literally this past week. I contemplated should a paid version. And I just did a little more research. I'm like, no, I can't justify seven, 800 bucks a year for what I might gain. You know, that it can track text. It doesn't track text right now. If I text a client, I would have manually put a note in. That's not an $800 a year feature. So, uh, not for me, but it might be. Anyway, yeah. there's, yeah. there's my pick. A little more good pick. Uh, pedestrian than, than other things. I have, but I, I have used that, Jake, actually, because I was looking at a CRM for myself. I'm a one-man shop and don't work with the team, so my needs are different. And I found that. And I used it for a little bit, but it's, it's just way more than I need personally. But for, yeah, for your scenario, it's surprising how much they give you in that free version. I was blown away too. So good job. But you, how many people are you working with that are using that? Um, Over, I mean, less than 10 or more than 10. Yeah. Less than 10. Yeah. So I, I don't think, and to, you know, HubSpot is probably looking for teams that are bigger than that. And right. Right. The value for that, for the, for the, what they offer is probably to match that. But so, you know, what's also pretty cool is that you can, uh, you can use Zapier to mm-hmm. um, in, do some integration. So like when someone books a demo from the website, a zap actually happens. It fires a message off to Slack. So we get that in Slack, it happens. And then it goes right into HubSpot. It updates or creates a client, puts them Oof. into the spot. There's, there's your automation. You don't need. Uh, and that's exactly for automation. You pay for that. So anyway, and I love that. I could talk about zaps all day, man. I love that automation stuff, but I won't. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> It's been uh, it's been an enjoyable conversation, gents. It's been it a good, yeah. It's been a good good time. Um, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask anybody who's listening to this to do us a favor. Tell a friend. Phone a friend. Um, <laughs> just you know, shoot them a text or message. Not. Don't worry about it. it's no big deal. Look, it's the marketer in me who says pe- I need no. you to do this. No, nobody needs to do anything. Yeah. They can, they can do whatever they want. No call to action, Jake. I'm just giving the value. Don't even tell them what you're there for. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll, we'll take we're Brandon's friends. approach. We're, then. We're all Here friends. we go. Yeah. We're all friends. Whoever's listening. You're our friend. You know what? Thanks for, thanks for listening. That's it. If you, you, we don't need anything else from you. If, if, if you want, if obviously if they want more, they're going to ask for it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They know okay. where to find us. All right. So I scratch that from the are. record. You know where we are. We're at yeah. thefreelancedance.com. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. You're well, welcome. on that note, <laughs> uh, yeah, this has been the Freelance Dance. Until next time. You're welcome. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Freelance Dance. If you found this episode helpful, we'd love it if you would leave us a review. Have an idea for a show or a question? Go to thefreelancedance.com or hit us up on Twitter at underscore Freelance Dance. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Until next time.